Empire Alpha 2. Welcome everyone to VG Empire episode 152, appropriately enough. Oh man. Brett Elston also joining me. Patrick Kulikowski. And this is the second of our Street Fighter uh, Rocktober in September, a.k.a. Rocktember episode blast here. As we say farewell to the show, at least for the foreseeable future, um, we did our 150th episode with Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross, which was always my like final send-off, but then going to surprise everyone with a blast of uh, five Street Fighter episodes. Um, <laughs> celebrating uh, what we normally would have done in Rocktober, which was pick a franchise and go through the music uh, every week, and normally the show's every every other week, although the past couple of years it has been whenever we get to it. Yep. But in its heyday, it was a bi-weekly show, um, and then in, every October we would spend all month just bam, 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 one, one every Wednesday uh, for big franchises that really warranted it, like Final Fantasy, Pokemon, Castlevania, covered all those, and we did Mega Man back in 2015, uh, the classic Mega Man series, and last year was some Mega Drive, like FM Synthesis stuff, mm. uh, which was really fun, and then this year, uh, always wanted to do Street Fighter 1, and we just covered on episode 151, the Street Fighter 1 and Street Fighter 2 days, um, getting into CPS 1 and CPS 2, which are the boards that Capcom would use in the arcades. We are now fully, like, CPS 2... Uh, knee-deep in CPS knee, 2. Knee-deep in it, um, in, in the best possible way, because that opening from Street Fighter Alpha 2 Gold... Classic. ...is, like, all the sounds you associate with... To me, that that sound is Street Fighter Alpha and so many other Capcom games. Even, like, Puzzle Fighter, I get the same kind of sounds from that. That's, mid, yeah, mid, mid-90s Capcom yeah. sounds. Yeah. Like, and, uh, like, the, the guitar samples there, I mentioned in the previous uh, show, but it's basically, like, that guitar sound was most likely the same guitar sound down down sample that you would hear in like Mega Man X. Oh, sure. For example. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's like cool to hear it in its like highest quality yeah. format on yeah. uh, on a CPS2 hardware. Yeah. yeah, and so uh yeah, this episode is all about the Street Fighter Alpha sort of sub or side series yeah. to the Street Fighter series. We just covered off 1 and 2. Um obviously that means 3 is coming up next, but uh Alpha is its own sub category and there mm. are three great Alpha games and we're sort of limiting things here because Alpha spinoffs and console re-releases alone is an outrageous uh, so rabbit much. hole. Rabbit there hole to go down. So much there, yeah. And we try to keep it to the arcade one when possible, just to simplify. But Alpha Two uh, is interesting in that. Well, Alpha and Alpha One are themselves an interesting story where mm. Alpha Two kind of rewrites Alpha One, yeah. where it's the same story and it's just kind of replacing what happened there. And this will actually happen again with Street Fighter Three with New Generation and Second Impact. Yeah, but. That also means some of the music recurs, but it's slightly different. Yeah. So when we get into the the nitty gritty of the music, uh, we'll probably be doing a little bit of both, like cycling one loop out of Alpha One and then into Alpha Two. But kicking everything off, CPS Two, uh, which kind of kicked off with Street Fighter f- with new challengers, mm-hmm. where we added the four new characters. Yeah. But now, uh, finally, there is some spin-off, something has happened that's not Street Fighter 2 and everyone's thinking, oh, this is Street Fighter 3, right? And it's like, no. It's before 2. Yeah. And you're like, what? <laughs> uh, to put Story-wise. Your, to put, yeah, this <laughs> takes place after Street Fighter 1, but before 2, uh, hence the alpha, although in Japan it is called Street Fighter 0, Zero which yeah. is also doesn't make sense because it does not play, take place before the first game. So, <laughs> it's 1.5 at best. Uh, I think Alpha really works as a as a name. I think that's really cool. Both sound cool, though. Both b- both <laughs> do sound cool. It's just when you're chronologically not first, zero yeah. is probably uh, confusing. On top of that, 
uh, it was it had a subtitle in the U.S. Yes, Warriors possessive dreams apostrophe dreams. So originally released in the arcade, nineteen ninety five. Various re-releases uh, throughout the year, but the PSX, you know, PS1 and Saturn versions are really where I think uh, a lot of you know North American players probably played this the most. Mm. Uh, certainly myself, uh, I remember was able to get a PlayStation at launch in nine nine ninety five. Uh, traded in so much stuff at Babbage's. Separate story I've told on the show <laughs> before, um, but managed to walk out of there with enough credit because they didn't have any return policy in nineteen ninety five where I where <laughs> I went and I kept all my receipts because I was a weirdo kid who did that. And so I left with like three hundred dollars of complete refund and got a PlayStation. Uh, so that's how I had one at launch. Otherwise, Wowie. don't think because I, I never had a Saturn. Cause that thing was four hundred bucks, man. Yeah, I remember uh, that at, being expensive at launch. Anyway, uh, early on, being faced with this decision between Street Fighter Alpha and Darkstalkers were coming out on PS One very close to each other in mm-hmm. early '96, and I'm just like, man, which one do I get? Like I've played so much Street Fighter already. And this Darkstalkers thing looks really cool, and it's all these monsters that I love, and all oh, these sprites are so badass. Because <laughs> that's the other thing of CPS too is this is some this is some gorgeous sprite work. Oh yeah, um, across the board that that '90s Capcom look that you love. This Alpha is really where it shines, and this ends up uh, well. All of this is kind of in the same pool as like Children of the Atom and X Men versus Street Fighter, yeah. which eventually becomes Marvel versus Capcom. So so much of what we all love is this Street Fighter Alpha Darkstalkers yeah. give and take here. It's like upgraded art direction. Yeah, and Children Fighter of the Atom 2 around yeah. the same time. It's also really interesting because uh, Street Fighter 2, I remember reading like people's uh, thoughts about it back in the day, and they, they would say this was the first game that made them feel like they were playing an anime. That's, and yeah. I, I definitely see that, but Alpha, I feel, takes it even a step further into look achieving that anime look more so than, than 2. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Alpha is with Alpha is without a doubt like they're going full anime. Yeah, and even that opening that brought us in that is, if you think back to what brought what brings Street Fighter Two in, it's much more of a challenger like inspirational uh, like you think about the Street Fighter Two title screen where it's going up the building and the dude punches the other yeah. guy. Like <laughs> it's very confrontational, like Rocky style, like gets you pumped up. Right. The opening that we just played is full on anime opening. It totally is. It's yeah. complete anime opening where the characters are all like standing around looking at the sky. Flashing purple orange background. Yeah. It is a million yeah. percent an anime opening. Yeah. And uh Alpha series embraces that early from right from the start. Um Complete redesigns of every character since this does take place before Street Fighter 2. So you see a younger Ryu and Ken. Mm. I love every character design in the Alpha series. Looks they so all good. look so good. You see the younger Chun-Li. Um, so this is where her she has like the form-fitting like athletic wear on. And a lot of that gets its start here. And also I just love the beefier, stockier look to everyone. Like how Sagat and Bison look. They look very like big and mean. Right. And I love that design. But... You can see that influence from the anime because that 1994 animated movie came out in the U.S., which also helped influence my musical taste. Oh, so man. Thank you, KMFDM uh, Ultra, being in that movie. Alice in Chains. Yeah, Alice in <laughs> Chains in there. Uh, you can see a pixelated version of the animated movie's poster in the background of, I think it's Guy's Stage. That's right. And it's yeah, just yeah. like, yeah, this. we hope you saw that movie, and now we hope you are playing this game. Uh, they, they went full on in the, in the anime thing. But it was this... Interesting thing where uh, the Capcom can't count to three joke that was definitely going on in magazines at the time to champion turbo, super, super turbo. And everyone's kind of like, when are you going to just make three guys? (laughs) And turns out not yet and not still for a couple more years. Mm. And when you get to alpha, it was like, oh, okay, there's this weird in between. But gameplay wise, 
Uh, it also played pretty different. The nuts and bolts are all there, you know, fireballs and the same motions, the, all that muscle memory that you built, even as a casual player, all, all, most of that's still applied. Again, I would point people to um, those video series we did with James Chen. Just finished my uh, a recent run at Capcom. Pat's still there, obviously. Mm-hmm. So we did a lot of uh, worked with James, wrote some scripts, and then he added his stuff as well as other folks from the fighting team. We all like worked together and made these cool videos. Um, and that's where you can get some of the gameplay minutia of like this this system and that system was added. But uh, for casual player, it was like all these characters. So Street Fighter Two returning is Ryu, Ken, Chun Li, Sagat. And then returning from Street Fighter 1 was Birdie and Adon, who yeah. at the time, you're like, who are these people? <laughs> oh, weird. These are from Street Fighter 1. Right. It um, took me a while to realize that. Yeah, too. it yeah. took me a minute because um, they look they look pretty different. Oh, yeah. Uh, Huge much, much more stylized. Uh, I guess Adon's the closest to his design, I Probably, suppose. Probably, yeah. Still had the <clears throat> bandana and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, Final Fight characters start showing up. Uh, Guy and Sodom coming, and it's like... Now, seeing, well, we know the whole Street Fighter Final Fight relationship had been close for a long time. Right. But this was really saying, no, now Guy from Final Fight is just in Street Fighter as a playable character. And this is kind of the start of those two worlds really fusing. Right. And all the way up until now, present day Street Fighter V, where they are completely mixed and they are sharing the universe 100%. Um, brand new characters, you get Charlie, a.k.a. Nash. Uh, Rose debuts here as well. And then, obviously, you have uh, M. Bison and Akuma. And Dan, I think. Yeah, they like were all variation like unlockable, unlockable in the arcade original. Yeah, and then uh, Nash was interesting in that he sort of replaced Guile, yeah. but like retained his style of play. Yeah, and he would throw Sonic Boom with one arm instead oh, of two. That's right. like, oh, this guy, this guy must be cool <laughs> as Sonic hell. Boom. <laughs> um, but you know, and and it, there was some fun uh, plot continuation where you would play when you play Guile in Street Fighter Two. He keeps talking about his partner and how he lost, and that's why. He's in this tournament, and that's why he's chasing down M. Bison. Uh, and now you're like, oh, that, that's his partner. Here's, yeah. here's Nash. Okay. Um, so just seeing some of that and the continuation then of like, wow, here's Sagat right after Ryu has given him the scar. Mm. And I don't know. Just just seeing a lot of this stuff in between when nobody knew them in Street Fighter 1 and then they got world famous in 2. And it's it was it's fun to imagine here's this time period where before they were famous – Right, uh, kind of thing. <laughs> and and they're still and then, growing, <laughs> and they're all here. Because uh, even Street Fighter One, all you're getting is Ryu and Ken that yeah. people would recognize. Um, I also yeah. like the how uh, with the Alpha st- series they started adding like these text dialogue scenes, mm. particularly towards the towards the end of your like one player session, arcade session, where they would talk uh, with their rival or their enemy. Yeah, and uh, you would glean some more additional lore and story out of that backstory. My mm-hmm. favorite probably was with, uh, if you play as Dan, I believe, uh, going up against Sagat. Mm. Uh, I believe that's where you f- find out that I think it was Dan's father mm. had had caused Sagat to lose his eye. Something like that. Something like that's that. That's a little fuzzy, yeah. but yeah, yeah, there's some kind of, uh, and there's something where you would trigger when you get to Sagat, he's like holding, that's and, right. And he kind of like tosses him out of the yeah, screen or something. Super dark. Um, <laughs> Which the history of Dan, we're not going to get into. But, oh man, uh, that's a deep one. <laughs> the, uh, the back and forth of who can make the doofiest character, making fun of everyone else, uh, happens in wrestling, happens in games, mm. <laughs> uh, it happens everywhere. Yeah. Um, but a cool hidden thing, and also in Alpha, was the dramatic battle. Yeah. Where Ryu and Ken can battle in Bison, which again is an homage to that animated movie. Mm. That really cool scene. 
Um, and to play that as in the game was like, wow, it's like playing in cartoon, uh-huh. uh, which is a phrase we've heard over and over again for games. Like this time for real, it's playing a cartoon. <laughs> um, all the way up until even now with Cuphead, which looks oh boy as good as that could ever be said. Uh, so. It does look like you're well, playing a cartoon. Just wait another ten years. Yeah, and <laughs> another ten years. <laughs> yeah. um, but we can get into some of these tracks. Uh, I, oh, we could maybe mention some of the composers here yeah, as well. There are a lot in Alpha. Yeah. Uh, we had uh, Naoki Iwami, who had worked on Cyberbots. Their alias was Kuru Kuru Change. Mm. There are a lot of fun uh, uh, aliases in the Alpha series. Yeah, this was the era of the alias for sure. Yeah. Uh, Yuko Takehara, one of my favorite composers, actually, uh, Capcom composers. Uh, Mega Man 6, Breath of Fire 2. Uh, she's awesome. Uh, now Shimizuta. This is an interesting one. So his alias was Groovy. He went on to work on Final Fantasy Eleven, Parasite Eve 2. So he huh. joined Square shortly mm. after mm. Uh, his uh, Capcom stint. And then uh, Setsuo Yamamoto, Ooh, who we go. know for Mega Man X, X-Men Mutant Apocalypse. Good rock-heavy oh, yeah. soundtracks yeah, there. Listen to that, uh, what is it, the Cyclops theme? That's like yeah. a, basically the, a secret Mega Man X track. Long-lost Mega Man X track. Yeah. Uh, Isao uh, Abe, who returned from Street Fighter 2. He had done uh, Sagat's theme, mm. little jingles here and there, and uh, was also known for Knights of the Round. Uh, his alias was Oyaji, as before. And then uh, finally, Syun Nishigaki, who had worked on uh, Super Street Fighter 2, having composed uh, Fei Long and Kami's themes mm. and rearranged the CPS 1 music for CPS 2 right. alongside Abe. Uh, and he had also worked on Mega Man 2 Power Fighter soundtrack as well. So on top of that, you yeah. had the PS1 port and uh, I believe the Saturn port as well of Alpha 1 where they gave a remixed soundtrack option where you could listen to special remixes instead of the arcade yeah. uh, CPS2 originals. And that music was remixed by Iwami Mizuta and on top of that uh, Akari Kaida who had been known for uh, Breath of Fire 3 soundtrack. Later on went to compose a bunch of the Battle Network, Mega Man Battle Network mm. sa- soundtracks. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think uh, I think Tekken did that as well, where there were arcade tracks, and then when it came to consoles, to PS1, well, to PS1, uh, you would get these remixed, that's right. versions. Because we did a Tekken episode in 2012. I remember those? Um, and I would always have to re- remind myself, like, wait, which which Hihachi theme is the, that <laughs> that banging one with the guitar? Like, which one is that? Dare I say I prefer the PS1 Tekken music? I think the arcade. I think so too. I think <laughs> that know? PS1 Tekken Three soundtrack is outrageously mm. good, but. Go back in time about eight years and listen to that episode if you want. <laughs> yeah, we can go into some tracks here. Uh, and I think, like we said, we're going to start with uh, the Alpha 1 version because, again, Alpha 2 kind of overwrites Alpha 1 mm-hmm. like canonically or whatever. Yeah. So you, you hear a lot of the music recur, but we'll do one loop of the Alpha 1 version and then this Alpha 2 Gold, which I don't yeah. know if we specified what Gold was. So when Alpha Alpha there was first Alpha Two and then in Japan they did a, a revision of Alpha Two or Zero Two I should say and in Japan it was called Street Fighter Zero Two Alpha <laughs> to make things I, even well, more confusing. something like that yeah um, and that version was then later ported and and it first appeared in the U S as Street Fighter Alpha Two Gold. And it was part of the Street Fighter collection for the PS1 mm. and Saturn. And then that was later re-featured in Street Fighter Alpha Anthology on the PlayStation 2. Mm. So it is a distinct version of Alpha 2 with um, some like combo facelifts, new moves, mm. uh, 
and uh, along with that, a, a revised uh, soundtrack from the CPS2 original. So there's quite a number of remixes of Alpha 1 music. Like you, you basically have Alpha 1 CPS2, Alpha 1 PSX uh, yeah. remixes, Alpha 2 CPS2, Alpha 2 Gold uh like remixes that were yeah. CPS2, PlayStation, <laughs> Sega Saturn. And on top of that, Alpha 2 SNES, which we can talk about <laughs> later. But uh, yeah. in any case, yeah. Uh, so what we're going to do again is Alpha 1 CPS2 going into Alpha 2 Gold. And the tracks we picked out were Player Select, which is classic, so classic, uh, reused many times, even in uh, Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo. Yeah, um, and it showed up in Street Fighter V in the arcade mode. That's right, yeah. Lots of great remixes of that one. Uh, Nash Stage, or Charlie is his first name, composed by Yuko Takehara. Uh, Eight on Stage, which Woo! is probably like the f- the first time I heard the Alpha 2 Gold version. I was like, man. And then I went back and listened to Alpha 1. Tell me about it. And I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> the Alpha 1 version, I Super good. remember getting that game and getting to Eight on Stage like this is like... And then realizing who composed it, you're like, oh, okay, this makes sense. Yeah, so it's uh, Setsuo Yamamoto composed the eight on stage, and you'll you'll hear immediately from the the rhythm guitar and the lead uh, yeah. wailing guitar right from the onset. Yeah. It just sounds so good. And then Rose Stage, um, also composed by Yuko Takehara. Uh, I just love how complex the drumming is in that it's there's all these like cool like keyboard climbs and stuff. Very Darius, it's kind of like an unconventional Street Fighter uh, track, but it it was so fitting and uh, love listening to that one. Yep. So again, we've got Player Select, Nash Stage, Eight on Stage, and Rose Stage.
Man, a lot of those. Uh, Adon, I definitely remembered because it just yeah. really stood out to me. But yeah. Nash and Rose both were like, I don't know if I remember these off the top of my head. Oh, really? <laughs> and then as soon as they start, oh, yeah, there they are. <laughs> and I remember I had the job at the TV station for a long time, and uh, there was a phone in front of me that uh, had numerous buttons on it, of course. Mm. Uh, this is like early, mid-2000s. Every day there was a one of the buttons was just, it just said Adon. <laughs> and I'm sure it was like an acronym for something uh, or whatever. So for every day for like a year and a half, I would have I would walk in and uh, Adon's theme stuck in my head <laughs> just because seeing his name, I'm like, man, every day I just bum, bum, bum. <laughs> so good. <clears throat> That's the the solo at the end of Adon's stage yeah, is pretty great. The too. wild Van Halen moment, the wailing guitars. Um, Rose's stage is just so. It made me realize, oh, yeah, that's like a rock organ approximation oh, yeah. going on there. And it's just kind of noodling a lot, mm-hmm. like ascending, descending. And uh, I was always taken aback by the drumming in that song in particular. Yeah. It's very complex, very uh, jazzy, I would say, yeah. but all over the place, proggy even. In the gold version, yeah. that middle part, I... Yeah, it was a little different. It was pretty yeah. different. I was trying to think of what a, a musical term I could throw out there. but I, I, I feel like the instrumentation of... Nash stage and Adon stage, like the changes are a little more subtle. Mm, I would yeah, say yeah, the yeah. guitar is the most apparent difference, but yeah. Uh, and, but yeah, there's uh, there's a lot more noticeable differences in Rose's stage for sure. And then player select, I felt like just got a little funkier. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that that was the other wild part of like here's how different Alpha is is you're so used you're so used to hearing that classic Street Fighter Two character select screen that you've mm-hmm. heard since 1991, and again it's it's 95 at this point, and that's four years of, like, for, for a lot of us, adolescent or childhood years. Yeah. So it started, I was 10 when Street Fighter Two came out in the arcades. Um, in kid time, four years, that's insane. Mm. And so you have heard that music and those characters for that long. Um, you know, it's the equivalent of all of high school has passed. Yeah. And now there's this new version of all these characters. Um, and then, oh, I wonder what that character select screen, I wonder what that is. And it's, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> what, what, this is Street Fighter? It's is like that, playful. It's way. so yeah. playful. And yeah, yeah. It, it feels like just more adventurous and less gritty fight in the streets and right. more like it's an anime. These are characters that, you, you know, you're going to, you're going to want to get involved with these characters and get caught up in their lives. And, Very and, much and so. like you said, that when they have these interactions back and forth, uh, these custom dialogue interactions, mm. it just makes you feel more connected and. Uh, all the things you love about anime start to really come through right. here, the way the characters interact. I guess the character themes, uh, I, you could probably tell just from listening that it, it wasn't so much them trying to like have something suitable to their respective countries. No, per not se. anymore. And it was more just about, pro- probably more character focused, I would say. Yeah, that's kind of how the whole alpha series is it's yeah. kind of like yeah forget all that mm-hmm. you know we're not going to like not necessarily going to tie them to a background or a country it's just a theme that fits them yeah um and i like rose as a character just the kind of the antithesis to M. bison and psycho power right and she's got her own thing and then later she would be the teacher for monat in street fighter 5 so i love that continuity uh it's super cool yeah absolutely um so you put in 500 links in here you want me to play <laughs> so uh just just to go over how how <clears throat> different each instrument like each uh arrangement of the of the music goes starting from alpha cps2 all the way I- even including alpha 2 snes uh so this is alpha 1 cps2 the original the original uh, charlie theme. Ch- charlie nash theme man the art the art 
in Alpha is so good. It's so the, cool. The 2D yeah. art, yeah. And box art and stuff. Well, not necessarily box art. <laughs> so that's... This cool. is so Mega... This is like perfect Mega Man 6 crossing over to X. Yeah. Like, if you take the guitar out... The guitar is extremely Mega Man X, but mm-hmm. I feel like the melody and the structure, I can just see running through, like, Flame Man stage or yeah. something. It's a very driven kind of song. Yeah. It has a lot of oomph. Man, so it's soaring. So then PSX remix. So this is the remixed PSX music. Oh, no orchid there, interestingly enough. Huh. So this is yeah, PlayStation version. And Saturn I had the remix too. So this is probably what I heard most, yeah. to be honest. I like that. Oh. And <laughs> it just totally uh Do I have another tab places. open? Like what <laughs> is this even the right song? Oh man, funky! Wow, it just totally. All right, well, okay, that's that's, that's interesting. That's pretty dope. And then Alpha Two CPS Two Alpha Two Arcade, right? So, which one we just played? Uh, no, what we heard was Alpha Two Gold. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. Right. I like that. Yeah. That's my favorite part. All right. Uh, and then Alpha 2 Gold. Which has, like, ever so slight differences in instrumentation and such. <laughs> I'm even reading them, and I'm losing track of like, <laughs> what I've even played. I know. There's so many versions. It's kind of nuts. Good stuff, and then and then finally, Super Nintendo. <laughs> there was an Alpha Two on Super NES, which I'll talk about in a second. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, oh, it's trying so hard. It's the the best it can do for the for the hardware. What? Really? Well, so Alpha 2 on Super NES is an interesting one where yeah. it was really pushing that system hard because a friend of mine bought it from like a video store in like mm-hmm. probably late 90s. And I was like, I never played the Alpha 2 on Super NES because Alpha 1 didn't come out on Super NES, nor did Super Turbo. Mm. So you went from Super Street Fighter 2 in 94 coming out on Super NES and then the Super NES version of Alpha 2 comes out in like 96 or something, mm. 97 even. I, I can't remember the exact date, but... It has like loading, like noticeable loading. There's loading uh, in, in between uh, yeah. certain, like a new stage or round loads, and you're like, "What?" So what? If, is, yeah. Yes. And so I just you can feel like there's a lot happening. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering if they can't use the same because even that lead instrument that's it should just be the Mega Man X guitar sound, but it's right. not. It's not present, which right. makes me think. Well, we're using other resources elsewhere. Exactly. Probably memory limitations, things like that. So interestingly, the cartridge, if you check the connectors, it has those additional oh, the two, two connectors yeah. on it and it used a special chip called the SDD1 chip and that allowed yes. decompression of the graphics on the cartridge as it plays. Wow. Um, and because of that, it actually did have loading times. You'd literally, it would literally be like, round one, fight. And then, and then there's lo- <laughs> just a freeze for a while and until it finally play- plays. And, you know, despite those drawbacks, it was still pretty damn impressive that they were able to fit it on an SNES cartridge despite 
the limitations yeah. and and it's the also caveats. An interesting choice too, because you know Super NES was pretty old at that point, mm. and I don't. Depending on when it came out in '96, November. So the N64 yeah. has just launched, <laughs> like two months two months prior. <laughs> yeah. So the N64, PS1, and Saturn are all out. So to release Street Fighter Two, Street Fighter Alpha Two on Super NES is itself an interesting decision. Mm. I'm frankly surprised it came out in the U.S. Mm. It, it existing in Japan, I get, but I'm a little surprised that that happened. Yeah. But I'm glad it did because being able to play it on the Super NES at a friend's house, that's for a long time, that is the main version I knew. And right. a friend of mine was playing it in the arcades pretty regularly, um, but I didn't play it myself. Uh, so since we are in the Alpha 2 section at this point, yeah. uh came out in 96 in arcades and then came out to consoles. Uh, Later that year, PS1 and Saturn, mm-hmm. uh, and then Super NES November 96, and then PC 1997. Um, Gameplay-wise, the main thing I remember was uh, the custom combos where you could string, you could use some of your meter. So now at this point, Street Fighter's gone from a, you have six attack buttons, three punch, three kick, and now there's all these meters everywhere. Yeah. Um, started with a super meter in Super Turbo, which we covered in the last episode, but now in Alpha, you still have that super combo meter. Mm-hmm. Now there's also a meter you can use for custom combos where you can string together your normal attacks into this long custom combo. And right. I, the main memory I have of Alpha 2 is my friend playing Ken and going like, look what you can do. And he does the custom combo and just starts mashing every yeah. button. And I'm like, well, that looks pretty fun. Yeah, I always never knew how to activate that as a yeah. kid. <laughs> and it turns out uh, using it skillfully is a lot better than just mashing wildly. And Alpha 3, it becomes a whole other thing with the isms. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, but Alpha 2 is, like I mentioned before, it's sort of a remake and a sequel because um, it does add characters like Dalsim and Zangief join from Street Fighter 2, uh, along with Relento from Final Fight, mm. who is now furthering this connection to Final Fight. And it's also the debut, most most famously, of Sakura. That's right. And it's her debut, and she's even on the cover, nestled in between the classic Akuma Ryu stare down. Yeah. Um, and I think this is the first time Akuma is playable from the start. Exactly. There's no You're, code no, no or weird circumstances. You just play as Akuma. Yeah. Um, he debuted in Super Turbo. Uh, it is the debut, however, of Evil Ryu. Mm. And Evil Ryu is a what-if version that suggests what would happen to Ryu if he succumbed to the Satsui no Hado, which is, like, what is it, the way of murderous intent or mm-hmm. something. Uh, it's this evil energy that Akuma has, like, fully given into. And what I love about Akuma as a character is it's not like he is pure evil, right? He is just like kind of a power at all costs. Mm. Like I will sacrifice my humanity. I will sacrifice and defeat any person in the pursuit of this ultimate power. Nothing will stop me from that. But he's not like I want to just fly around and murder everyone because I'm a I'm a villain. Right. Uh, he's not. To my understanding, I've never interpreted him in that way. Like if he perceives you as a weak person, kind of like a predator almost. That's how I've seen him. Is like he's yeah. not just going to go around killing people. Right. Uh, versus in Bison, who is very much like a a ruthless dictator monster man. Yeah. Um, but Ryu is fighting that urge because he also wants to constantly improve himself. And the Satsui no Hado, much like Dark Side of the Force or whatever, mm. is this easy win. Maybe if he gave in, he would achieve this ultimate battle that he would that he so desperately wants. But he tries not to. Evil Ryu is, I gave up or it's I succumbed to it, and that should it's important to distinguish Evil Ryu from Kage in Street Fighter uh, Five, right. who is the evil of Ryu made flesh or made manifest mm. that it like siphons off and becomes this separate entity Kage which means shadow right so 
there's Evil Wii U and there's Kage right. and then there's Akuma and Oni and Shinakuma. So I guess e- Evil Ryu is like if Ka- Kage and Ryu mishmash together, essentially. In a like, way. it's sort of... Right. Yeah, yeah. Ba- short version, yeah, that's, yeah. that's what it is. <laughs> Easiest um, way to... Yeah. to, to I, I always summarized yeah. it when, when we were trying to explain Kage, I was just like, look, Evil Ryu is Ryu if he's evil. Mm. Kage is the evil of Ryu. Right. Like, who comes out and goes like, I'm the thing that makes you evil. Right. Or, or whatever. Um, like it came out of him in a way. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think of a cinematic example of like we, you know, purged a demon from you and right. the and manifestation, the manifestation yeah. Of, yeah. of that. Right, uh, right, right. And even the, all that, what I said is like the fuzziest possible way to summarize all that. Not this is not a scholarly podcast for uh, the lore of the game, <laughs> not but at all. <laughs> uh, but I, that's that's what I love. I love the minutia of that kind of crap. Like, yeah. Where you're like, well, actually, I love that stuff. I like. Is there a Spider-Man over here? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I I love talking about the characters yeah. and the world and how they all connect together, and that, that's what I love. But yeah. um, Alpha Two uh, Bison is now playable. Mm-hmm. As a character, yeah, no, uh, just, yep, just from the start, not just a boss, not unlockable, um, just there. Yeah. Also, returning from Street Fighter One is Gen, another character yeah. you were not expecting, but then he would come on to be back in Street Fighter Four later on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the big the big thing for Alpha Two was Sakura, who's gone on to become you know almost as recognizable mm. as you know Ryu Ken Chun Li, uh, just really popular character with a great theme. Yeah, and but, returning uh, from SF Two was Zangief and Dalcine. Yep, as well. Uh, which was nice. I'm a weirdo, by the way, and I first played the Alpha series in the form of Alpha 2 SNES. That's that's weird. It is very weird. But it's always going to be somebody's first yeah. uh, entry. And it was actually, I bought it, well, I bought it, meaning my parents bought it yeah. at Toys R Us for my friend's birthday party. Uh, and we ended up playing Alpha 2, like him fun, and though. his friends, which was fun. And then later he sold it to me for four bucks uh, years later. Uh, hey, no. <laughs> so he was getting rid of his SNES games, and I was like, hey, man, hook me up. Man, that was, that was a time. Like, late, <laughs> late 90s, early 2000s, when people and video stores especially were getting rid of their NES and Super NES games, mm. you better believe I was there. Oh, I wish I was there. Uh, <laughs> dude, I, I cannot believe the, the relics. Like, walking in, and they're just like, yeah, whatever you want, it's 10 bucks. And I'm like, I'm sweating. <laughs> well, I'm, it's like just Dragon Warrior one, two, three, and four. Oh god! Just sitting there in box with all the Evil. With all the stuff, Evil. and I'm like, "Don't tell me these things." <laughs> like you've you've got to remove me from the building. I'm gonna lose my mind. Uh, and it's like, yeah, Rescue Rangers two, whatever. What is this? Wow! And, just Man. give it to me. Uh, Mega Man seven, just in a box. My, I, I'm like, I recall a friend getting Lufia one and two boxed for like four bucks a pop. <laughs> That's so good. Oh, and I, yeah, Mario RPG just walked in, and they're like, yeah, I don't know, like five bucks, whatever. You God, want. and why? I'm like. <laughs> It's at a time when I even I'm like you're insane for for agreeing to this. Yeah. Uh, luckily, there's no Google yet, so you can't figure this it's out. Funny, I, I recall Alpha Two being quite pricey. If it wasn't sixty, it might have been seventy. This or this was like the that. heyday of expensive cartridges yeah. for sure. So I yeah. minimum this game was sixty bucks. Yeah, I think uh, it might have been sixty. Inflation now is what like eighty or ninety or yeah. whatever. Uh, yeah. And then odds are it could have been sixty-five to seventy for sure. Yeah. Um, but anyway, getting into uh, the music, yeah. uh, it makes sense to go with Sakura, which yeah. is one of the most, you know, the all-time greats for, for Street Fighter songs, uh, composed by Tatsuro Suzuki. Yep. And then the Relento stage, which is the other great one from this, which is basically a remix from Final Fight, uh, Manami Matsume uh, of Mega Man fame. Yeah, the Bay, Bay Area theme from the, Final Fight. Yeah, which became 
Merlinto's theme, yeah, uh, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we'll do these two tracks from Alpha 2, and these are the Alpha 2 Gold versions. Yeah, and essentially those were uh, arranged by Siun Nishigaki returned, um, Setsuo Yamamoto, and then, uh, yeah, Tatsuro Suzuki was, like, the new composer who came in, and I he probably assisted with arrangements, but also created, like, a new staff role mm. theme for Alpha 2. Nice. So, yeah. So yeah, we'll do Sakura, Relinto, and be right back.
Man, that Relento track is so good. So good. And yeah. uh, just my favorite part is like a minute in or whatever when you already think, okay, that's Relento's theme. They've kind of done what they're going to mm. do. This like really that bow, 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 the really like heavy <laughs> synth noise and then a lot of these weird, I don't even know what these like percussive sounds in the background are like plip-plop noises. Mm. Um, and then you think, okay, this is all where they're going. And then the like main hook of that song kicks in. That becomes Relento's theme that everyone hums. And yeah. like, there it is. I love that so much. And yeah. Sakura just perfectly captures youthful energy. So I'm like, weird again, and anytime I hear Sakura's theme now, I only think of the uh, well, the Puzzle Fighter 2 remix of sure. it, and also the unlockable vocal version of that theme that you can unlock in Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo, yeah. uh, which it's, just takes me back. Uh, uh, that vocal theme is well known in my household, I'll say uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful, it's beautiful. Sakura's theme is just so wonderful. It's so good, and it yeah. perfectly captures this, like, young student looking up to, in this case, looking up to Ryu, and like, yeah. I'm going to be just like you, and I'm going to train, I'm going to do everything I can to be strong and yeah. I'm going to put myself out there. Now she's working at the arcade. <laughs> she's, she did it. She's out of school. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, both of those are great um, and brings us into uh, a game that I knew very little about until uh, just a year or so ago, mm-hmm. which was Street Fighter Alpha 3, uh, 1998 in the arcades. And uh, interesting that at this point, Street Fighter 3 was out. has already come out now. <laughs> yeah. um, and I think Second Impact maybe even already uh, which we'll cover in the next episode. But now that there's an Alpha 3, yeah. and again, it's just Alpha almost got to 3 before regular Street Fighter, which it was, was amusing. Very, very interesting times. Uh, yeah. yeah. But notable versions on PlayStation and Dreamcast that added not just characters, adding the new challengers back in, mm. and Junie and Julie, the dolls, Guile coming in, but this world tour mode that people really liked, uh, which was a great way to just, again, spend more time playing the game in, in a not just pure arcade format to be able to like enjoy these characters in the world and right. everything like it's a very cool mode and there's a street fighter alpha 3 upper that was released in arcades i believe in japan only in 2001 mm. uh and then gba and psp versions that came out the psp version was called max and i remember by that time i was in uh doing on games journalism side so mm. doing reviews and previews and features and stuff so I remember when that came out, one of my friends was reviewing Max, and he's like, this is, like, the best version of Alpha 3. Again, all from a casual perspective, but uh, the number of characters, adding Ingrid in. um, I love that version. Maki and Yoon and Eagle from Street Fighter 1 is back. Yeah. Uh, Just so much stuff in there, and I was like, this is actually really cool. Mm. Um, But I never got super into Alpha 3 because by the time this hit arcades, mine were kind of drying up. Yeah. and uh, there just wasn't a lot of, you know, like MVC at this point was the game people had in arcades. It wasn't another Street yeah, Fighter anymore. That was the one I was flocking to for sure. Yeah, yeah, it was MVC. And then also, I mean, at this point, uh, also Tekken 3 is huge. Mm, so that's it, right. it's and, and just 3D fighters in general are making a lot more noise. Yeah. Um, so Alpha 3 was a hard one to be attracted to at the time. But since then, holy crap, this soundtrack is experimental <laughs> and weird. And I think this is, like, in a way, I don't know, one of the, like, truest expressions of Street Fighter, where it's so colorful and silly and weird while having almost every character you can think of. Weirdly enough, it didn't hit me the first time. It took a minute for me. Alpha 3, I think, was an acquired taste for me. But also, like, yeah, at the time it came out, I was so focused on other fighters uh, like Marvel versus Capcom that, uh, you know, I didn't give it the time of day. And I wish I did because getting into it later on and even especially the soundtrack, I mm-hmm. realized like 
you know, there there are no returning themes whatsoever. Nothing. For, this is all brand new stuff, but all the better. Like so much experimentation, so much. It, it was like a wild west again of of fighting game yeah, music in many ways, yeah. uh, which we'll get into some of that too. But composers, really quick. A lot of them. Uh, yeah, uh, many. We had uh, Takayuki Iwai, uh, who had worked previously on Darkstalkers and Night Warriors, Darkstalkers Revenge, also. Did music for Armored Warriors and Cyberbots. Uh, Yuki Iwai, and she 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 had been with Capcom for some time at that point, but she composed Mega Man X2, great classic SNES soundtrack mm-hmm. there. Uh, Marvel Super Heroes and X Men vs Street Fighter. Uh, Didn't miss that Captain America theme. Oh man, uh, Isao Abe uh, returning from uh, Alpha One, and of course known for the Sagat theme in Street Fighter Two. Uh, Hideki Okugawa, who also mm. worked on Darkstalkers and Night Warriors and X-Men Children of the Atom. And then uh, Tetsuya Shibata, who had worked on Street uh, Star Gladiator 2, a.k.a. Plasma Sword here, and would eventually go on to compose Power Stone, Monster Hunter, Automodelista, Resident Evil Outbreak, and Devil May Cry 2 through 4. Jeez. Uh, and he was uh, actually head of Capcom Sound Division from uh, 97 to 2009, so he had been the company yeah. for a long time wow uh fun fun story he uh co-worker yoshino aoki she worked on uh breath of fire three and four and battle network soundtracks and they actually married out uh oh, wow. after leaving uh capcom wow enough. yeah what a happy they, happy story and they head off they now had uh spearhead their own um uh game uh composing company uh oh. unique note so but so alpha three uh gets in with uh 28 characters i believe that's the correct number yeah um but uh, all 18 from Alpha 2 come back, plus from Street Fighter 2, we're getting Cami, Honda, Blanca, Balrog, and Vega. And We're using American names here. <laughs> yeah, Balrog and Vega, it's, you know, Boxer and Claw. Final Fight, Cody debuts. It's the first time he's come in. And yeah. in an interesting bit where Street Fighter seems to be the only way the Cody's story moves, <laughs> he's in prisoner clothes. Yeah, uh, the ball and chain kind of thing. Because, you know, he's a ruffian who's out there uh, still fighting a good fight, but kind of puts himself in jail and but then breaks out and goes back in and he's just kinda like revolving door. Right. Um uh which is a fun story. Uh and, and a different very different take from my memory of him in Final Fight One, which is this lean fighter with his shirt tucked into his jeans going out and fighting like right. looks like he right off of a yacht or something like let's go beat up the bad guys my girlfriend's <laughs> in trouble. And now he's like, oh this is a much cooler character. Mm-hmm. Um because man when you play Final Fight One, you're playing Guy or Hagar. You're not, you're not picking. Hagar for me. You're yeah. not picking Cody. <laughs> he, his shirt sucked into his jeans. Come on. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll never forget the first time, uh, the ending of Final Fight, when Guy oh, sees yeah. Cody reunite with his girlfriend, and Guy just kicks the crap out of him and walks yeah, away because <laughs> he's like ignoring him. Yeah. It's true to the character. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so seeing Cody grow up like that, it, or and a glow up as the kids call. And he it had the knife, days. right? Uh, I believe point. he has the knife at this point. Yeah. Um, mm. uh, brand new debuting uh, is Karen, the kind of affluent counterpart for Sakura. They kind of right. pal around. Um, and she's a super cool character. Uh, Juni and Julie, who I mentioned before, are the two of uh, of the dolls. Um, most recent iteration of that would be DiCapri showing up in Ultra Street Fighter Four. That's right. Um, yeah. And then Rainbow Mika debuting in Alpha Three as well, a pro wrestling character like garish costume and this <laughs> over the top personality. Yeah. Um, and looks up to Zangief. Looks up to Zangief, of course. Um, and some really great, like, custom intro 
or like some of her combos that integrate like a giant wrestling ring sprite comes yeah. out and playing with stuff with the microphone and just all of her poses it's you can you can just you can feel the love of pro wrestling coming through this character the other stuff that's great about this game is how distinct it is not just in the music that we're about to talk about but everything about it the the UI the personality of the attract mode the character select screen is over the top like it is I mean, so so much of the announcer is yelling like "Go for broke!" And, oh yeah, and, triumph or and, die, and nobody blink. <laughs> like, and I actually have some of them here uh, that we can listen to. But yeah. just everything about it was this is nothing like Alpha Two at all. Yeah. Um. So there might be some fun lines here. Oh man. It all depends on your skill. <laughs> Such hey, a come on, stand up. Classic voice. You can't give it up. <laughs> Go for it, man. That's a good one. <laughs> triumph or die. Yeah. Go for broke. That's Face right. it straight. Face it straight. Yeah. <laughs> Final round. Listen to that. Like KO. It's so good. It's uh, like semi goofy, but semi like it really does get you pumped up. Yeah, it's like, high energy all the time, yeah. and just the amount of like information scrolling past the screen. And, yeah. like it's like matrix code flying everywhere. Such a cool presentation. It's, yeah, it just feels so like so much energy and care went into making this feel distinct. Um, and you will really feel that when you hear the music. Um, we're about to go into three tracks. Uh, up first is the road reuse theme, and this is a great ex- example to me of how experimental Alpha Three is. Um, just I want you to think. This is Ryu's theme. Mm. Ryu, the stoic warrior who <laughs> doesn't have a home or wear shoes anymore. Like this is <laughs> he just he just lives to fight and wants to improve like and you're going to get the most wild 90s breakbeat, a mix of industrial and dance and just straight techno. Mm. Uh it's it's nuts. It's just all over the place. Yeah. Um this one particularly in, composed by Takayuki Iwai. After that is Active Red, Ken's theme. Love and, this one. And just putting Ken and Ryu in here to show you how these don't feel like that at all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and this to me is an F-Zero GX track. <laughs> if it's a racing game. And I guess it's channeling like Ken and his, he's got a fast car. Yeah. I don't know. I, I definitely get uh, that from that. My favorite part of the, that this track is the whoop whoop <laughs> sound effect it's that so, comes in. It, they're so bizarre. And after that is Performance, Theme of Dan. And Dan is, you know, is this joke character who's intentionally weak and, and or, you know, made to be a bit of a goof, um, which is why I was always upset that him and Blanca became friends, because <laughs> Blanca was so cool. He's still cool. He's still so close to my heart, but I'm like, you need to hang out with some, you need to up your friends. But I do like that Blanca and Sakura hang out. That, 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 that's, that's cool. Mm. Uh, anyway, uh, this theme of Dan is projecting an attitude that does not fit Dan at all. <laughs> like, it is way too cool of a song. Um, and that one's composed by Tetsuya Shibata. Um, all three of these, so bizarre and weird in a great way. Mm. Um, so yeah, we'll do those three tracks. Uh, this is Ryu Ken and Dan.
It's so good. Yeah. It, it's and and that, you're like yeah, that's that's the new Street Fighter soundtrack, guys. It's wacky. Mm-hmm. And what? I I I don't know what the opinions of it were at the time. Um, yeah, no which, clue. I'm, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if some were turned off by it, but. Um, I strongly feel that the more you listen to it, the more you like deeply fall in love with it. Yeah, like, it's super. Of course, if it's that, if if it's your type of music, but um, I remember just being like, yeah, it's 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 there. But the the yeah. more I I got into it, the more I'm like, actually, this is yeah one of the most unique Street Fighter soundtracks of all time, and yeah. uh, deserves praise. And it can be it can be kind of samey the first because like when mm. I was, I wanted to dig into it been 10 years probably since i've even thought about alpha 3 yeah and as i'm playing it i'm like wait a minute one this game rules and two these songs all kind of blend together for me and i can't (laughs) figure out why i can't tell a character's theme and then i just was like i'm just gonna listen to the soundtrack on its own Mm. that's my bit is game music so i'm just gonna start listening to the soundtrack and then as i did i can now start pinpointing oh yeah that's ryu that's ken Mm. that's like all these different themes get stuck in my head and yeah, like you said, once you kind of get it, all the nuances of each of these songs right. come together, and they still don't feel like the characters in the slightest. Right. You just have to you just have to give up on the idea that like the melody, the original Shimamura yeah, yeah. Me- melodies aren't coming back for this. And yeah. That's okay. You've heard you've heard amazing remixes of those in Alpha. Yeah, uh, forever. One yeah. and two. Yeah, so. yeah. And the same yeah. thing is going to happen with Street Fighter Three, only to an even more intense degree because yeah. there's no other characters for you to like <laughs> okay well at least i can play one of my oh they're not, <laughs> they're not here either uh but plenty of good stuff coming in three so really quick for uh alpha the gameplay nuances for alpha again this is a completely different game yeah uh they could have practically just relaunched this as a whole other spinoff um with the ui and the music changes they've made um but instead of just one meter or anything there's this isms thing uh system where you can choose three different isms and with the number of characters in the game and each of them having an aism an xism and a vism that leads to so much and this is stuff that i was able to pick up on over time like mm. the the player variety and the options that it gives to you for that high ceiling of skill like if you want that it's there mm. and if you don't care and you're like i just want to play street fighter like this game's still super fun on that level yeah but it offers that high ceiling for people to be like, no, I, I'm going to go min-max all these matchups, and if I'm playing this character, you know what? Maybe for, I don't know, because I'm not an expert in this game on that level, but it's like, oh, if I'm playing Akuma, I'm always going to use this ism, but maybe there's this one matchup where I should use this other one, because mm. what this does is the A-ism is meant to simulate the alpha series of games. You could kind of consider this like the default one, I, I guess, but you have access to alpha counters where you can block and use some meter to like you know push someone away. Uh, and there's a three-tier super combo system. Plus, you can block in the air, which was introduced in Alpha, like right. air blocking and just more dynamic movement and stuff uh, that the Alpha series helped get you. Uh, that's present with the Aism. But if you go to Xism, that's meant to simulate Super Street Fighter Two Turbo because uh, it was called, I think it was called X or whatever, like a it, lot of the old logos. In uh, Japan, Super Street Fighter Two X. Yeah, yeah, and you would see the logo of that game even is a big X. Um, that's right. It's increased attack power and one really strong super combo, but you lose air blocking, you lose alpha counters, you lose all these other things. So mm. it's like an alpha three character, but with kind of that Street Fighter two sensibility. And then there's the Vism, 
which is the hardest one for me to wrap my head around, uh, variable, where uh, it's a reimagined custom combos from Alpha 2. Right. And there's this, like, shadow that follows behind you. As what, you like do, an Alpha 2. Yeah, yeah, that does these moves. And it, it's visually impressive and pretty overwhelming. And <laughs> if, if someone knows what they are doing with the Vism, like, you're you're in trouble. But that can also lead to some infinite combos that are in the original Alpha 3 um, that subsequent versions uh, took out. But even the infinites in this are extremely difficult to pull mm. off and require a lot of precision movement to just to get there. But what a crazy game. Not not going to lie, I didn't truly grasp the, all the differences between those isms until I watched that James Chen video uh, <laughs> about it. I probably uh, learned it like a month before that, and thankfully <laughs> was able to write some of that yeah. stuff. And then obviously James and Kim here helping me understand, yeah. like, how does this work? And I, uh, the great thing after learning all those is that makes you realize, like, just go with the one you're most comfortable yeah. with. And for me, that would be the A-ism because that's like that just one. like Alpha yeah. 1 and 2. I like that uh, one a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, playing, like, I don't know what the correct Blanca-ism is, but I <laughs> like I like his uh, Alpha counter where, like, this lightning strikes down. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I think it's really fun. Three more songs because uh, <laughs> I was really feeling Alpha We're playing 3. up the Alpha 3 stuff, and I'm totally okay with it's it. It's really good. So next is Simple Rating, theme of Karen, uh, which is very rhythmic and driving this upbeat tune um you don't really get the sense of her like now you'll see the divide in our class that you get in like <laughs> street fighter 5 you don't really see you do not hear her elegance and refinement come through in this it's just a great song uh and after that is crimson theme of balrog aka claw or vega this is very distinct and it's yeah. it's like a digital organ like a phantom of the opera yeah. villainous kind of feeling which and fits it, actually fits vega, it fits so. fits vega pretty yeah. well um and he, this was by Yuki Iwai, and uh, that this song is amazing. And then, because we're doing Alpha 3, you got to do Prismatic Stars, which is Armika's theme. Mm. Uh, and that's Takayuki Iwai. And we'll do these again. That's Karen, Vega, Claw, and Armika.
uh, can absolutely <laughs> see someone coming out to pro wrestling, uh, oh, like coming man. out, pointing at the crowd, getting up on the turnbuckle, so making good. noise. Um, yeah, all those that yeah that, that organ stuff for Vega, the Claw song is so good. All this just makes me think like, what would a Koshiro composed Street Fighter yeah. song sound like, and uh, it's kind of kind of like this, kind of like this, <laughs> uh, going clubbing like. Yeah, and it, that's a good point to note to make about this soundtrack in particular uh 98 is like at least in the u.s there was a a, as close to a dance dance electronic techno whatever like uh, boom music like being on top 40 radio even and thanks to you know a lot of movie soundtracks would play it was you know how a lot of people would be exposed to this stuff so house house and yeah yeah, like and i mean even things like prodigy future sound of london like rising to like you're hearing this on the radio where you would hear like you know Whatever, like, dentist office top 40 you would hear mm. is next thing is here's the fire starter. <laughs> and it's like half the heads in the room are like, what is this? And I'm like, you don't know Prodigy? Uh, but that that was definitely a sound. So to hear a game embracing this kind of dancey, upbeat, high energy thing and not necessarily trying to do, I don't know, find its own style or whatever. It's like, no, we're doing, like, what's hot right now, mm. uh, which is what Streets of Rage was doing in 91 uh, right. for Yuzo Koshiro. is like, no, we're embracing this club scene. And you're gonna feel like you are in a, you're in a fight for your life, and the lights are low, or it's nighttime, and right. and it's just a badass fighting song. Which side note, I had not seen that entire concert that Yuzo Koshiro put on, and it's like on you, the whole thing's on YouTube, like Red Bull or something. Uh, and they filmed the whole thing, and I was in a hotel like for work somewhere. I think it was in New York, and I was like, wait, what? And the whole thing is on. YouTube. Well, I've I've witnessed a Koshiro performance uh, at my first Magfest in 2013. Yeah, this was like a yeah. specific like bare knuckle. We're playing the whole album. Oh, that's great. And there's like some visualizations going on. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm I'm totally remembering that off the cuff. So yeah, I'm just sure Google his, that. And... I'm sure his set has upgraded considerably since when I saw him at Magfest. But he uh, that was like a greatest hits of starting from Act Razor, then oh, getting nice. into the dancey Streets yeah. of Rage stuff and one. Wangan Midnight and stuff, and peop- that was a very magical night because I everyone imagine. got so into it. Yeah. Like, and this was my first game music like show, uh, show experience <clears throat> that it just felt so magical to me. Yeah, I yeah. can't imagine. Uh, yeah. But anyway, he's not on this episode. Uh, he is not. Uh, uh, I would love. To, uh, I'm sure there are liner notes in the Alpha Three original soundtrack. I would mm. love to uh, see if there's any notes from the composers themselves about their approach to this their inspiration that would be great because good news this is all on spotify yes uh everything that you heard in this episode right well more or less because of all the variations yeah yeah um so for 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 the for a while uh a few months since uh it showed up on spotify it wasn't actually in english Uh, it was largely like in katakana and with the japanese titles but um Thankfully, uh, as of recently, uh, uh, I had I had submitted some localized titles to get that changed so it's eas- more easily searchable for for listeners, and uh, they're they're out there for the most part. That's great. Uh, so if you type Street Fighter in Spotify, you will easily find uh, stuff like uh, Alpha Three and Third Strike. I have so much Alpha Three and Third Strike stuff. Uh, 
like on playlists, mm. um, on my phone, just separately. And then, yeah, uh, exercise, jogging, playlist, uh, Third Strike is all up in there. It's good stuff. Um, and I think some Alpha 3 is on there as well. Yep. Uh, but another interesting mechanic in Alpha 3 is guard breaks, uh, just to talk about the game for a second. Uh, if you turtle too much, you just sit there and block, 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 block. Uh, you have a meter that fills up, and if you hit it, your guard is broken, and you actually, you know, there's, you can just now take damage freely <laughs> because you've the game's trying to be aggressive about that, and it fits the energy of the announcer of the UI with all the text flying everywhere and the music being so upbeat. It's like, yeah, this guard break thing fits the whole approach to the game of be aggressive and be in people's face and move your character around, have fun, push buttons, do stuff mm. and not, you know, don't sit there and just block all day. Not that that's like a problem, but I like that there's, um, th- this mechanics seem like a great fit for this game. Right. Uh, matching the energy of the game. Um, two more songs really quick, uh, to wrap up, uh, the alpha episode. Uh, I just want to get these in there cause I love them so much. <laughs> uh, Scala, the theme of Rose. Um, and to me, this starts like an eighties track almost like an eighties movie kind of thing and then it gets this grittier guitar feeling and I just another one of these like all over the place how do you even classify what music this is <laughs> uh, I, but I really enjoy it and then after that is Shining One theme of Sagat this is like the most Tekken sounding Street Fighter uh, around the same time of Tekken sounding like this too so Tekken embraced electronic and dance and industrial sounds very early on um, but anyway theme of Rose theme of Sagat we'll be right back
the brass or whatever that like bah, bah. That, I can't not move my arms to that. It's interesting. Uh, theme of Rose, the uh, Scala. Yeah, when it changes, when yeah. the song just suddenly shifts, that that took me. Uh, it becomes this like cool. dirty dance, like yeah. uh, not dirty dancing style, but it's just like <laughs> it has this like you know the FM synthesis Genesis noise has just this extra like grit to it. Yeah, and it goes from this almost synth wave thing into just a club song, mm. and I love it. The the faux choir is what got yeah, me. Yeah, that's good. Super too. good. And then uh, what fascinates me about uh, theme of Sagat, Shining One, is. Uh, Abe, the original composer of Sagat's oh. theme for Street Fighter 2, also did this one. That's crazy. So how cool is it that you get to not only craft a song for this character, but mm. you get to have free reign to just make a new one. Yeah. Uh, like, that has no ties to the yeah. original whatsoever. This, you know, the, the sound director or whoever was the director of the overall audio for this, mm. it's like, this is the vision for the music. So not only do you get to make this but we're giving you it, it I don't know it's the kind of parameters I love working in which is like loose framework yeah you don't have a blank a blank page in front of you which is super intimidating mm-hmm. but it's the like you can do whatever you want within these confines like in this vague genre of music what do you think Sagat sounds like right. and, it's, <laughs> and it's that fascinating uh, which is interesting yeah. uh, but that wraps up our alpha episode thanks for listening um, this is again the farewell tour uh, just wanting, <laughs> farewell tour. wanting to get uh, some episodes in uh, and normally we do this for October and would normally be in October but blasting these out in September uh, and again the hope is to someday get back to doing more of these but uh, yeah just between schedules and um, starting a new job it'll be tough to be consistent so just wanted to get these out there and again hopefully someday you know We'll get back at it. But thanks again for listening and all your support through all the years. Um, again, the comments on the page are what I really love. The best. Yeah, to just see people sharing their songs and their memories, um, especially for things like this, which I didn't have as many. Alpha 1, lots of fond memories of, mm. for sure, just playing that on PS1 with friends. But then Alpha 2 and 3 came into my life at very different times from mm. each other and seeing how, you know, same thing when we get to the next episode with Street Fighter 3. That's a very weird one because yeah. for 3, it is all over the place. Like, New Generation is like, what? Who? Mm. Who? There's got to be folks out there who are like, oh, yeah, the music from New Generation. Like, and Second right. Impact. Like, that's my jam. Yeah. So knowing that stuff is what I love to hear. And my experience was literally just Street Fighter 2 and that era going into Alpha 2. Like, yeah. skipping Alpha 1 entirely until yeah. far later. So. Everyone has got their own unique Street Fighter experience, and yeah, yeah I am I am really curious about uh, where these stand for other folks. Yeah, so let us know vgempire.com. You can uh, leave a comment there, and taking us out is I guess. the staff roll two of Alpha Two, which um, I believe was also an Alpha One. It was just kind of remixed. Mm. Uh, still g- really good stuff, classic. Um, I always think about when it played in the SNES version uh, and then I heard the real one a <laughs> real improved yeah. I mean I ca- improved in my mind when yeah. it was always that way yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just didn't know it yet mm. um, yeah good good stuff all around Alpha 1 through 3 yeah man yeah. Um, and again all these are on the 30th collection which is on every platform so oh, that's right. it's a great way to catch up on Alpha 1, 2, and 3 yeah see what um, you missed but uh, yeah thanks for listening we'll catch you next time thank you <laughs>